Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And today's guest is Phil Russo, who's the Chief Executive Officer and Executive Director of Tubani Resources, a Canadian-listed exploration and development company with a focus on developing the Kobada Gold Project in Southern Mali, West Africa. Um, Phil's an experienced uh, mining and finance professional uh, with over 18 years experience in corporate project development and capital markets uh, functions, working for the likes of Barrett Gold and Viserius Mining. Um, and he's here today to tell us the uh, story of Tabani uh, Resources um, and what they've been up to. So that's welcome, Phil, to the podcast. How are you doing, Phil? Yeah, good. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for having us. No, appreciate your time as well. Um, so wondered if you can just tell us a little bit about your about your career, about your background, um, obviously in the mining and finance um, part of of mining. Um, so if you can just tell us a little bit about a snapshot about your career um, and then we go into a, a few questions. Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, I began the career close to 20 years ago now in Perth, Australia uh, with Barrick. Um, and then Barrick, after a period here in Australia, I moved to Toronto uh, with Barrick when, when gold was the last time in the gold cycle when gold was maybe nineteen hundred bucks or so, and Barrick was trying to build all these uh, large capex projects all over the world, and so they had a big team in Toronto. Um, so I thought I was going there for only a few years, but I ended up staying there ten years. Um, and uh, after Barrick, there I moved to an investment bank, um, and you know they call that the dark side, if you want to call that. Uh, Call it that in um, in Canada, which is sort of the epicenter, or it was the epicenter anyway for mining and finance. Um, and then about six years ago, I, you know, as you have as you did, you, your calculus changes, I moved back to Perth, and then I've been on the corporate side uh, since. And that's you know the job before this was with Perthius, and now um, I was fortunate to take the helm of Tabani here following its ASX listing uh november last year so um that's the that's the journey so far what do you mean just give us a, a quick snapshot of uh tubani resources um obviously you mentioned that you were you have been newly listed on the asx as well so just wondered if you can obviously incorporate that in a quick snapshot or a snapshot of of the company yeah sure so it, the tubani's Project is the Kabata Gold Project, Southern Mali, 3.1 million ounces at about a gram. Uh, it had a EFS done around a year or so ago um, that showed 100,000 ounces a year uh, for 10 years. Um, so the project is actually quite advanced versus uh, similar projects. It's also permitted. Um, and so it's quite a an attractive platform for the company to grow on. Um, you know, that project in from the valuation perspective is quite 
quite low, but in terms of its development and invested capital, it's it's quite high. Um, you recently had a obviously a name change. Um, what was what was the reason behind that? Yeah, so this this project, it's not the greenfield discovery projects that capture the attention in the market and with all the sexy drill results. And that this project has been um, slowly percolating along in the background under African Gold Group for some years. Uh, but uh, I guess an Australian shareholder here, Nero Resource Fund, saw the opportunity that was happening in the on the Toronto Exchange and have been invested for some time now and, and I think agitated for this this asset to come down to the Australian exchange where it could potentially get a better reception. Um, and so we've got a new management team, uh, new director, directors around in the in the company um, and giving this project a new lease of life. And I think that was really a really good move um, to do that because uh, I think this is the, the exchange for it for really for, for it to really um, take off. Yeah. Obviously, you just man, man, uh, mentioned the, the new management team. Just wondering if you just tell us a little bit uh, about the management team um, and their, I suppose, their backgrounds and expertise. Yeah. So I, I joined uh, earlier this year, about two and a half months or so ago, and within quick fashion, brought on two really highly experienced um, geologists in, in West Africa in the similar rock that we have at Kibata. Um, in Bill Oliver and Kerry, Kerry Griffin, um, Kerry very strong in resource development, resource work, which is you know we've got three million ounces in a eighteen hundred dollar pit shell, so we we need that in the company. And then similarly, we've got one hundred fifty thousand meters drilled on that one deposit, but you would think that we're we're a well drilled uh, project, but we aren't. So we've actually got plenty of plenty of uh, untested shears on this property that, and that's been Bill Oliver leads the charge and exploration program. So yeah, we're really fortunate to have these guys um, in a you know in a market where it's hard to get the right guys, but they, these guys we we brought on in quick fashion and they've been um you know not missing a bit. Why don't you just tell us a little bit more about the Kabada project? Yeah, so like I said, it was it's 3.1 million ounces uh at a and it's badged at a gram. Um, it's 150,000 metres has been drilled into it. On today's dollars, that's like 80 to $100 million Australian dollars um, put into the ground here. So we're taking over a project with already a head start. You see projects at similar market caps to us with just no ounces and no investment. Uh, but we've got a significant investment and a significant project to build on. Um, you know, what I find... Um, really attractive about the project, uh, having joined the company, uh, which I think separates it from the rest of the projects in the field, is the depth of the weathering profile here is quite unique. Um, it's almost it's 70 to 100 metres down. And I think uh, if you look at similar oxide projects in West Africa, you'll see that that's, you know, 30 to 40 metres is a good oxide depth for those projects. But here, you're seeing it 70 to 100, which is a real advantage for the project in terms of um, cheap mining, cheap processing, um, cheap capital, in terms of the ultimate outcome of a project here. So that's a real advantage. The other advantage of this project is um, its insensitivity, if you if I if I can call it that, the higher cutoff grades because of that oxide profile. 
we have a 0.35 cutoff grade. Uh, but we something that we've observed coming in is where is the right cutoff grade for this project? What's the right way to approach it? Uh, because at one gram sensitivity on the current resource, you have a figure like 2 million ounces at 2 grams a tonne. So depending on how you want to approach the project, you can have a you know a high grade project or a low grade project. It's um it's I think it's very it's quite unique in that way. And so um this, this project's got a lot of optionality that uh, we're excited about. What's your strategy in terms of advancing uh, the asset? What sort of program have you got in place? Uh, look, we're going to be really methodical in how we approach the asset. Like uh, at the moment, we're doing a 10,000 metre drill program, mostly outside the main deposit. So we're testing another six kilometres of strike here that's never been... Uh, drilled before, basically. Um, I forgot to mention that the main Kabata deposit that we've got 150,000 metres in, that's over five kilometres of strike. And its current program is testing 10,000 uh, 10, metres, is testing six kilometres of strike. So we're, we're trying to see if we if these other shears on our property are also mineralised. Uh, we know we've got artisanal activity on these other shears, um, but we don't have the drilling to... Um, to to tell, tell us what's underneath what these guys have been picking off from the top sort of 20 metres. So that's the first plank to the strategy. The other plank to the strategy that we're commencing um, yeah, currently are some trade-off studies. I was talking before about what's the right way to approach the project. It's it's whether it's these higher, higher grade, lower capex, um, reduced, through, uh, reduced throughput um, uh, project. Uh, optionality that we're trying to assess. So um, we've commenced those studies to see if there's another way to approach this asset to adapt to the market conditions that we face ourselves in. Um, but there is a few ways to skin the cat at Kabata, which is what was what what's excites us, and that's the other leg of the strategy at the moment. Um, why would investors look at Tabani Resources and and invest in the company? I suppose what what's what's unique about yourselves? Yeah, look, I think first of all, uh, valuation. We are trading at around seventeen million dollars Australian dollars in market cap, and that's on a metric is around five dollars an ounce US dollars uh, versus the peers at around thirty dollars an ounce. Um, so clearly, we're not getting value for the ounces for for whatever reason. This asset's been flying under the radar. Um, has been mispriced by the market um, and it's a crowded field and we're trying to compete for attention. But first of all, it's valuation. Secondly, it's about creating a project that can ultimately be developed, right? You don't want to invest in a gold project that's going to be an orphan, that can never attract capital, that can never get unlocked or out of the ground. That's not what barter is. Barter is a really large, dynamic um project that has optionality to adapt to the market conditions. So there's a few ways for us to get this project off and running. Uh, and so you have a good um, probability of, you know, the developer re-rating curve that you see. Uh, that's on the cards here, but you, you're not looking for an exploration discovery. That's already happened. But I think as we live, deliver on some milestones here, so some exploration results that show the prospective prolific nature of the of the uh, 
the land package we have, but also the optionality in this in this project that we already got. Um, you're going to get some value appreciation, um, and, and and we're working on market awareness really as well, right? We're newly listed on Australia, um, and so I've only freshly started marketing the company, and so this is the right time to really start to um, you know build a position in the company because it is permitted. It is going to be out of the ground one day, these answers. And uh, it's a project that you can really build a company on. That, that's that's how I would, I guess, phrase it. Yeah. Um, and obviously, at current share price, which is obviously you mentioned is relatively low for the size of the asset. Um, what corporate interests have you had so far? Yeah, look, that's fascinating for me too, in that an asset that's been around for some time but just sort of you know um bubbling along in the background it's not been picked over uh extensively by the, the corporates the usual suspects you would have thought that have looked at the asset and so i look at that as a really um a really good pathway or an advantage for us if that interest comes um that you know we can we can build towards an outcome here um but first things first we got to Put this on the right path towards development, and if corporate interest comes, you know we'll we'll entertain it and we'll 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 manage that as best we can for shareholders. But key for us is we don't want to give the asset away when we're twenty mil market cap uh, when we think it's worth you know quite a lot more than what it is currently trading at. So um, that interest is going to come as and um, be more prominently as we you know build our awareness, uh, our market awareness of the of the company. Yeah. And what's the outlook for uh, 2023? Yeah, for Tabana for, for personally, it's it's going to be, this bill program will be finished in the next month or two, and we're going to have a bunch of results to be released. The first set of results actually did hit mineralisation 700 metres north of the pit. These are the first batch of results where we hit mineralisation uh, straight away. So that's really encouraging for us. Um, so there's some more results coming in the next month or two um, that we're, we're looking uh, forward towards for a result, hopefully. Um, and then, like I said, we've got these desktop studies going on to sort of demonstrate to the market there's a few different ways to do this, this project. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll see where the company goes, you know, after that. But, uh, you know, there's further drilling to be done and further uh, project development activities, but that, that'll that'll take up most of 2023. Yeah. And lastly, is there anything else that you want to um, tell our audience who who are all around the world? Um, obviously, a lot of uh, mining, mining professionals in the industry, also investors as well, um, and even service providers. Is there anything else uh, you want to uh, end on? Oh, look, I'll just say in a world where you know, you got all this financial uh, uncertainty and markets, you know, volatility. Sometimes it's great to just invest in hard assets and to provide as a, a hard asset, right? It's a it's a it's a project that's got a, def, a level of definition on it already, but a lot of untapped upside. And so ultimately there's a way for this to be worth a lot more. And so you know, you can value hard assets, right? You know what something's worth. And so in these sorts of markets, having a bit of an exposure in a gold company that's got a hard asset like ourselves is not the most, uh, not, not an unwise thing to do. Yeah. Phil, really appreciate your time and give us a, an update on Tabani Resources. 
Um, hopefully, you can come on later in the year or next year to give us an update on uh, on obviously on the project and some of the uh, exploration that you're doing. Um, if our audience wants to reach out to you, if they've got any questions, how can they go about doing that? What social media platforms are you on? I'm on LinkedIn, um, but you can and the company is on all the usual on the usual platforms. You, you can email me directly. Uh, on any of those or through through our people and uh, I'll be sure to get back to you. No worries. Yeah, no worries. Well, all the best for, for the rest of this uh, year and um, hopefully we can uh, catch up later this year or next year uh, for an update. Um, those that are listening, appreciate your continued support. Please share this episode. Obviously, Gold is uh, making big headways uh, in the news at the moment. Just hit 2,000. US and I'm sure it's going to climb above that so um, here's an interesting uh, project that seems obviously undervalued at the moment so um, appreciate your continued support please keep sharing this uh, uh, this episode and our podcast as well and until next time happy mining thank you for listening remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review until next time happy mining helping each other to improve the mining industry.